There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Come on, girls. Let's go shopping. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. What are you looking at? Rolling in a boy, gentlemen, man. You're mad, you bastard. Far am you. Far am you. There's no cash here. Here, there's no cash, right? Cash, no. Robo? No cash. Swear to Christ, Liz, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Walk Walk. Hello and welcome to The Last New Way, the podcast that looks at the wide and varied landscape that is Australian cinema. I wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that this podcast is being recorded on, the Wajak people of Perth region. We pay our respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. On this episode, I am interviewing the team from Watch the Sunset again. It's a bit strange that I'm able to actually get the chance to interview the same people from the same film uh, more than once, but I was able to interview them before I saw the film as it screened in Revelation Film Festival and as well as steal about 10 minutes of their time after the screening which occurred down in Luna SX. It's a really fantastic film and there will be a written review and hopefully a uh, podcast uh, review of the, the film coming up soon before it hits the Brisbane uh, Film Festival in August. Let's have a listen to the trailer and we'll be back with the interview with uh, co-writer, co-director and actor Tristan Barr who plays Danny in the film, Aaron Walton who plays Shane and the cinematographer Damien Lip. laptop or anything like that so it's just the high tech i'm gonna have to come in yeah no you don't have to come in it's all right it's it's pretty good actually oh is it yeah yeah it's very straightforward good old samsung galaxy there you go uh promotion and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) you film fantastic really impressive stuff and it's you know in the q a well the question i did yesterday with you guys talked about how collaborative it is and it really is especially with the work that you do specifically with the cinematography I mean, how many, like as you were saying in the Q&A just then, but for the listeners, how many takes did you have to do and stuff like that to get it right? Five, five takes to get it, oh no, sorry. It was, when, when did we get the right take? Was it the third take? Well, we, yeah, so I think well, we had uh, one rehearsal went horribly and then two or three more takes that 
didn't make it, and then I was like, yeah, maybe. The fourth we'll... one was like the bang on, and then a fifth one for the actors just to go, just to let the film out of their system really on the last take. Yeah. yeah. And like the final shot, spoiler alert people, but the final shot is a stunning shot of the sunset, of course. How did you time that? Like, it's really impressive to be like, all right, because it, it, it's like, you know, something happens and then pretty much the sun sets. Like, it's insane. <laughs> My jaw dropped on that. <laughs> How'd you guys do that? <laughs> well, you we, we actually joke about, you know, the film could be missed the sunset. The sun's gone or it's still halfway in the sky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we timed it back by... Google, right? We got, we got Google out and just calculated what time the sun was going to drop, and, yeah. sure. and just worked back from that, like how many minutes we would we think we'd need. So yeah, so 80, I think eighty three minutes we pulled it off, and then yeah, and drops the black on eighty three. So yeah, it's impressive. And I imagine you as driving the car that you've got to be like, all right, I got to make sure I hit forty k's an hour to get you know the timing right and all that kind of stuff as well, because you know there's a lot of uh, variables that could go wrong in that regards. Um, Thematically, this is, you know, it's a, for me it seems like it's a film about redemption in a way, about trying to get over, you know, drug use and, and stuff like that. And of course you've got that montage at the beginning. Is this kind of like a story that, that for you guys humanises drug users in certain ways and says these people are real people too? Yeah, it's actually amazing that you, you asked that. We had a guy last night say to you, uh, Aaron, that um, as a drug user, he was so thankful that he was. Uh, we were portraying the characters in that way, not that they were out of control, but they still had choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you, is that what is that kind of what was happening yeah, in the Q&A? Well, yeah, but yeah. Well, I was I was talking about that. You know, a lot a lot of films sometimes kind of create a, a caricature of, of drug users and um, that they're totally just out of control and uh, very over the top. And, yeah, you know, like like any, anything, a lot of times when you don't know something well or intimately, you can see the uh, painted the wrong picture of it. So, yeah, I think definitely yeah. do that. Yeah, it's impressive. And, you know, I got a bit teary-eyed at the end as well because... You, you want the best for these characters and, you know, you want you see that, you know, through the, the difficulties that they've gone through that, you know, they just want hope, they just want the best for themselves and and that's really powerful. So, you know, impressive. It's oh, great. Thank you. Well, that's good. We <laughs> yeah. set out to achieve that. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's good. Hang on two seconds. Make sure it's still recording. I won't keep you much longer. No, no, Um. So... You know, obviously the, there's three screenwriters. The, did you all kind of like have a character you specifically wanted to, to write for? In like, did you write your your character's arc, or did, was it a very collaborative aspect in the sense that you know you all just went, all right, this is what we, how we see this story going? Yeah, it was very collaborative. I kind of I wrote the original kind of scene that it was based on, and then um, and then we kind of. Yeah, the concept grew and we all came in and um, I didn't know I was going to play that character until quite, yeah, quite a while after writing the story and, and kind of working with Damien about uh, choreography. Yeah, it was more choreography that Tristan was involved because 
in the film, Tristan actually grabs onto the camera. He holds the camera, so having him knowing a little bit about camera movement, it's it's better to put it in his hands than <clears throat> into another actor that's just an act. Mm. Than actor. But somebody but, doesn't know how to use a camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, actors. But, <laughs> they don't know how to use cameras. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't touch the yeah. things. Yeah. 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 No, but it was it was really collaborative. So it was, yeah. So we kind of wrote this script as a basis, but even in the end scene, um, oh, quite a lot of your stuff, Aaron. Aaron came in and and kind of yeah, like wrote the scene out to you know double the length, which was great because it fleshed out more of the character it was yeah it kind of it was a really great kind of uh collaborative process yeah uh, and you aaron like obviously listeners can't see but you're you're very different than <laughs> what you see on film like what process went into you creating the character because you you know scary as shit in this film. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you <laughs> um look well it started with a pretty good hairdo um, yeah, I, I, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. the hair, the hair in this film is impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yep. good. Um, Ollie, Ollie Savage. Savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ollie Savage was great. Um, she was on hair and makeup. Um, but look, oh, where to start? But uh, I really, I wanted to humanize Shane, like with the the drug thing. Um, uh, you know, I've kind of joked about him being the good guy in the film. Is like, you know, how. I, joke about that but as an actor you know I don't want to play a, 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 again a caricature of a bad guy right it's like of course I I think was it you are saying to I understand the function that he plays yeah. the bad guy but it's um so yeah for him it's just see that's nothing that I can personally relate to in terms of you know the details but I can relate to loving someone and and having an idea of a world that I want to live in and ha- being betrayed mm. and all of those things. So then I just, the love that is at the centre of that, the hatred that can come yeah. from that being betrayed and then I just kind of, you know, make myself, you know, a harder version of myself, basically. Yeah, it's impressive. And, you know, as you're saying, it's, it's the, the love and the hate of, you know, a brother in some regards yeah. abandoning you and, and doing wrong by you. Yeah. And I guess in a way he is the hero of his own story yeah. and, and he sees himself as doing the right thing yeah, in exactly these right. dark situations. Yeah, but that's, you know, he his duty is to kill him. Yeah. And he doesn't want to do that, but he also does. But, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I think he does see himself as, as the hero of his own story. Definitely, yeah. that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, and it's awesome. Just like you know, hearing that kind of take on it, I actually think probably all films and all actors probably should approach it like that. You, you have that's what great drama is when yeah. you have someone, uh, an actor or whatever, believing that so much, you know, and, and then you know the other person playing opposite. You know, doing the same. That, yeah. That's when yeah, yeah. kind of great. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually fighting for it. Yeah, so yeah. that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, in certain parts of this film, it feels like almost like a silent film in some ways, um, and you know, it's amplified by the score. And you know, watching it with that in mind, in the sense that you know, 
even if you took away the dialogue, which is great dialogue, but if you took it away, you could still tell what's going on. Was that kind of a conscious thing to be like, all right, we've got to fill in these quiet moments, like the scenes where you're driving that's just focusing on you. Um, you know, we've got to fill that in with the music and the score, or was, it, or was that a late decision to come in and say, let's put music behind this? Uh, well, I knew certain areas I definitely wanted school, uh, like the church scene um, and, the, you know, the ending. Um, the rest was about earning the moments of silence. Yeah. Um, I think that's a big thing in films. Like, we didn't want to just put music over the whole thing. And when we did have silence, I felt like it had to be earned. Um, and so that was kind of, yeah, the process with that. Um, but Richard... The, the uh, composer did a great job and he came with so many ideas and, and we kind of just gave him a few references and he would just come to us with these amazing scores. I mean, he's, he's a talent. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really beautiful score. Yeah. Um, the other question I got as well is the young girl who plays your daughter. She's fantastic. Yeah. Like, how, do you, how do you prepare her for the dark stuff that, that she's in part of in, in some regards? Like, how do you get her ready for those scenes? Yeah, look, she was awesome. I think um, in terms of preparation, it was knowing that this was all just make-believe and, and part of a game. And I think that's kind of what acting is. I mean, obviously, you can go into some pretty full-on places. I don't know how you approach it, Aaron, but when you go to those kind of intense places. But for me as an actor, it's always a game. There's always a slight bit of consciousness. Uh, I mean, but the rest of your your body and your, your kind of soul is just thrown into this game. And um, if for getting her ready for that, we played fun kind of yeah. theatre games kept every it, day. Kept it light. Yeah. Like, we're like, you know, you kind of tried to keep a smooth transition from silly fun games to like, hey, and now this is another part of the silly fun game. But casting was a big part of it as well. Like she, in the casting process, even I was there for like a bit of that. And, um, she she was she was like she's an amazing find like she's not an act she hasn't done acting before and so it's a good good she, debut, debut yeah. film to be in yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's Annabelle Williamson Annabelle Williamson that, yeah. that yeah. we're talking about yeah, yeah. she's yeah. great so um she yeah she just seemed unfazable in the casting process even it was just like yeah it just kind of did everything and I think that was a big part of being able to just step into this crazy world and just be like yeah whatever. And her parents were so supportive, yeah, which is such amazing. a big thing. Like, just, um, yeah, they, they brought her to set. I mean, out in the country, they, what, did they live 40 minutes away? Or yeah. Like, something, something like that. And they drove out every day and to rehearsal. And to That's set. awesome. Yeah, yeah, so supportive, yeah. Was it a conscious decision then for her character, when she's playing by herself in the playground, she's doing a lot of uh, war kind of stuff, you know, shooting fake guns and stuff like that. To me, that felt like, you know, that's just her way of dealing with the world that she grows up in, you know, this really dark world. Was that a conscious choice to be like, all right, you're going to shoot things and stuff like that in while you're playing? Well, it's actually interesting you said that. No one's asked that question. And so um, I believe it started off as a different game, different playing, um, and we kind of left it open to her. But throughout the process of being, you know, involved in, within, you know, this kind of world, she brought that kind of the play to, you know, 
as in gunplay. Yeah, learning off habits. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and at the start, it was more just like, okay, we're going to play a game of tag and, and, or, and you're, you've got these imaginary friends. But towards the end, you know, in the process, when we started to get the actual tag, she started shooting guns with her friends, which is kind of like, yeah, it says a lot yeah. in itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I found that really, like, it, it added a whole other layer to the whole story in the sense that, you know, this is, this is how she deals with things. So, yeah, it was really impressive. Um, look, we're getting pretty cold out here, and, you know, you guys have done a lot of talking tonight, and it's a really impressive film, and, you know, I'll try and get this up tonight as well, like I did for the, yesterday's one, but... You know, highly recommend everybody go and see it on Sunday, and also head along. Are you guys going to do Q and A sessions in Brisbane too? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. from Brisbane. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And possibly we might be doing a, a workshop up there. So oh, awesome. um, yeah, keep an eye out because okay. Damien's kind of running through how to do eighty-three minute takes. Had it had a time of sunset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be doing it for three weeks. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. I really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thanks very much. And, yeah, 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 it's a great film. I'll, I'll write up a review and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and have it all set up. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Awesome. Nice Thank you so much. Yeah, likewise yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Good and thanks for again. being along for the ride. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's not a problem. Even though I didn't ask you any questions again, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The Last New Wave. Hopefully uh, you got a little bit more about the film. Watch the sunset from uh, this second interview with the, the guys behind the film. Uh, now, if you're interested in seeing the film, unfortunately it has had its uh, screenings in Revelation Film Festival. Uh, that, that festival finished yesterday. Uh, sad to see. Um, but unfortunately it only runs for a short period of time. Uh, however, if you are in Brisbane on the 30th of August then you can head along to the Palace Barracks Cinema and watch the film at 8.30pm. I believe that the filmmakers might be there to do a Q&A as well. Not too sure. Keep an eye on the Brisbane International Film Festival website for a bit more information regarding that. Hopefully the film gets picked up and there's a bit of a, a push for this film in cinemas around Australia because it's certainly a film that benefits from the big screen viewing. That's enough from me. If you're interested in listening to other episodes of our show, head over to abfilmreview.com. You can listen to other episodes of Last New Wave as well as other episodes of our other show, which is AB Film Review. Uh, also head over to followingfilms.com where The Last New Wave is, is also part of. And you can listen to other shows like Pop Culture Case Study or Following Films where the host Chris Maynard interviews various different people associated with film. Follow us on social media, AB Film Review, both on Facebook and on Twitter. And just keep on listening to our show. Be fantastic. Most importantly, though, instead of listening to our show, keep on watching Australian films. Thanks again, and I'll see you on the next episode of The Last New Wave. <laughs>